Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where women talk about beer. In this episode, we're going to be looking at sustainability in the brewing industry. Uh, my name is Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello. And we are two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. Right. Today's episode, we've got a serious topic. I'm going to let you lead on this one, Tori, because <laughs> oh, you've, you've done all well, the research. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to start off just by saying, caveat of, you'll notice I'm indifferent surrounding me today. Um, so hopefully I don't get cut off. I'm up in Whitby dealing with a father-in-law situation at the moment. So hopefully my sound quality is good. Um, and apologies in advance because the glasses that we have are not being clean. Oh, no. <laughs> and I found this lovely carling glass um, in the cupboard and I thought it would be really funny to drink out of. So please don't give me a three-star review for drinking out of a not clear, clean carling glass because I just thought it would be funny to oh, do. Oh, dear. But yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, as, as you said, Joe, this week we are going to talk about the sustainability in the beer industry. Um, I gonna try to condense it as much as possible because I did I saw so much which is a really good thing um lots and lots of breweries doing some sort of sustainability initiative so uh, what do we mean by sustainability so by definition I've done the by definition approach to it uh, it is the avoidance of the depletion of natural resources in order to maintain an ecological balance so in simple terms it just means they're being eco-friendly environmentally friendly they're utilizing every last bit they can as many times as they can and in as many different ways to be a bit better to our environment because it's 2020 people and I really don't think that we can weather any more storms (laughs) so let's do our best to uh, keep the environment happy so that is effectively in a nutshell what that is Um, obviously given that we do craft beer we are going to be talking about three beers today joe do you want to tell us the three beers we're gonna I be shall. okay so we have got hello my name is gail from brew dog which is a wind powered ipa take that as you will uh we have sliced heist which is also brew dog but it is their collaboration with toast matches my nails look at that oh look at that oh yeah well done <laughs> accidental it's like, plan- it's like you planned it i love it i did it <laughs> And we have got Throw Away IPA from Seven Brothers in Manchester. So while we are going to talk about craft beer, obviously those three in particular and a few others we'll get into, uh, I I just thought it was quite important to note that while we don't particularly like macros and all that, I have to say in my research, there has actually been quite a lot of sustainability happening within the macro scene as well. And while I'm not going to name specific names of some of them because we don't really want to promote those beers and whether or not it's for tax purposes or because they're being forced to at the end of the day sustainability is good regardless of if it's for personal reasons for tax reasons whatever any bit of sustainability is good so they've been doing different things with the reusing of water that these other breweries we're going to talk about are doing um products unspent grains all that um they're trying to do as much as they can at macro level and i just wanted to say my personal favorite out of the macro level is the camden 
uh, Camden Town that they did, which was, I believe it was called In Bloom, which what they did is with every four pack, I believe it was, they put in a little disc to grow seeds. Uh, it was a seed packet that would grow flowers that was meant to help the bees and to help with pollination of flowers. And I, I thought that, that was... Yeah, I thought that was really lovely. And I know yeah. that we're all ooh, boo macro, but actually I, I quite like a Camden every so often. And um, the strawberry hails forever is really nice. And oh, I, I thought, I saw the, really good. Um, and when I saw the one that was in bloom with the flower packets, I was like, well, I feel like I'm doing something nice. It's a good fridge filler. Let's try it out. And um, I haven't planted it yet because I just didn't get a chance to this year. So I've saved it. That's going to be next year's, yeah, exactly. That's going to be next year's flower patch. So anyways, enough with the macro stuff. We're going to go on to talk about craft, (laughs) actual craft breweries. Um, And I think before we start as well, uh, what's really important to talk about is the certification that breweries have called a B Corporation certification. So not every brewery that's doing sustainability practices has the certification, but the certification has been given to businesses for meeting what they this is a direct um quote of of what they say that is for is for meeting the highest standards of verified social and environmental performance public transparency and legal accountability they're businesses that are said to be balancing and i quote profit and purpose i i really liked how they phrased that so i wanted to make sure i put that in there um (laughs) And so the work that they're doing is it has to meet that certain standard. And if it does, it gets this B certification. Uh, So what I'll say, some breweries that have this B Corp certification are Stroud Brewery, Brewgooder, Small Beer, Toast, which obviously we'll talk about in a minute, Freestar. And um, the interesting thing about Freestar is that it was the first alcohol free to get the B grade. So anybody that's interested in beer but wants to cut back or they can't really handle alcohol that much or for whatever reason you want an alcohol free beer but you want to feel like you are supporting someplace that's sustainable uh definitely check out freestar just because i know that they have this b corp certification so they're definitely sustainable i can't comment on their beers i don't really drink much of the alcohol free beers in general i'm sure we'll probably have an episode on alcohol free in the future so (laughs) yeah come dry january um but that's that's the one to look out for on that so I think let us start with hello my name is Gail so I want I think we should give a shout out to Helen our Our friend friend Helen Helen. who uh so lovely allowed well I didn't really have anything to do with it Joanne (laughs) traded two beers with Helen to get these um and she was lovely enough to give them up to us yeah thank you Helen she's got a couple of good beers in return it's all right Thank you, Helen. It's very useful. Sorry, Helen, I'm decanting it into my calming glass. (laughs) It smells lovely. I'm not going to do too much of it just yet, but uh, yeah, it's got a really nice colour to it, actually. But I think we find, uh, before we talk about the beer itself, um, Brewdog, (laughs) overall, it's so difficult to talk about sustainability and not talk about brew dog. Uh, I don't know if there's anything you particular because I know you obviously you do the brew dog podcast as well. I'm um, sure you've covered yeah. this loads and loads and loads yeah. of times. Um, yeah, shout out to the brew dog news podcast. There is an entire episode. Uh, Tamsin is our expert on such things, um, and they we've done an entire episode on it. So if you really want to get into the nitty gritty of why's and what's and what's 
<clears throat> what's really good about it, where they might be stumbling blocks. Um, we have an episode on that in the Brew Dog News podcast, so please go and check that out. Um, yeah, I'm. That. I I have listened to all of that, and I'm I'm not as up on it as Tamsin. So Tamsin would be our our girl to ask any questions to. If you've got, yes, if, if you've, you've got, got any questions, questions <laughs> we'll direct them go to find Tamsin. Else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, she's she's our expert because she's she's a certified environmentalist. So. Oh wow! I didn't, yeah, yeah. didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. Chartered uh, environmentalist. Uh, wow, that's that's impressive. I've probably um, got her title completely wrong now. She's definitely well, chartered. Should have she done walks, your research. She though. works for a water company, so um, yeah, she knows about all of it. She's very knowledgeable. Um, so go and check out that episode if you want to really get into what Brewdog are doing, and they're doing some really great things. Um, they are. Yeah, I remember particularly they did the scheme, which was the turn in fifty cans for one yep. share of Brewdog. I remember there was a lot of that was a bit of a backlash on it because I mean, as I know your your shareholder, I've yeah. got shares as well. I think from a shareholder perspective, it felt like you know I had to pay for this and I had to you know I've got X Y Z and then somebody else just collects fifty cans and gets a share. So there was some backlash yeah, you've got, on it. You've got to pay for the cans as well. My yeah. issue was my closest bar is I worked it out the other day. My closest bar is a two hour and ten minute journey away, and that's assuming that buses and tubes will be there as soon as I step onto the station <laughs> onto the station floor. So two and a two hours and ten minutes away. I've then got to carry fifty cans. <laughs> two hours and 10 minutes to get to a bar so that wasn't happening for me but it, you know it was a good it was an interesting interesting thought I know yeah, some people I mean, have done it um quite the backlash yeah it, yeah I think some people got some good shares out of it Tamsin's got shares for all of her kids with it oh, so that's they're, brilliant. They're all, yeah they're all shareholders so when they're when they're old enough they've got a share in brewdog so that's brilliant and i think to yeah. be fair it was limited if i remember correctly it was limited to one sh- you could only get one share so yeah. you couldn't go in with you know 150 cans and be like i'd like three shares please yeah. it's limited to one but one per i mean despite and, and obviously you happen to travel quite far to do yeah. it how <laughs> does that you know does that really balance out with the carbon footprint right exactly so, uh, despite the logistics of me. that you know, it was a bit, it was a bit of a sort of balancing act between people being happy and unhappy about it. But despite that, I thought it was quite creative that they yeah. did that. I thought it was quite interesting that they did that. Um, and yeah, I, I thought overall it was pretty interesting. Uh, I know that they also have ditched their plastic snapping ring packs. Um, yep. those, the, the, basically, when you go into the, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you go in and it, you snap your can in and it holds, you know, four or six or however many, and then you carry it out and they were made of plastic. And a lot of breweries, Brewdog included, I know Siren do them. I know a whole bunch of breweries do them. They now go and do the uh, recyclable cardboard ones. So it looks similar except it's it's all made out of cardboard um and you don't have the plastic tab that pops up to hold by anymore but it works just as well uh, and it's obviously more environmentally friendly so they've been doing that that type of stuff um and they've got all the brew dog tomorrow bar stuff that's going to be coming which is uh, that's what they're taking investors for at the moment uh, the the equity for punks investors so that they can fund that which are more sustainable bars i don't have all the details of those so i'm not going to try to get into that but um it's quite an interesting thing to see what they're doing with that um so yeah that is uh that's sort of the highlights of 
of get a what tree we in the that. forest that's what i'm most excited about i want my tree i'm very excited if you're not already at I'm totally good i've got my brew dog t-shirt on today got my brew dog got a sign, sign in the over there we've got it i'm, I'm brew dog today i try I've got my be... jumper actually oh you've got your jumper oh dear we're going to get told off for being non-partial here. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm sure I try on this podcast to be to be unbiased, and it's not working today because we've just got too much brew dog stuff going on. Uh, <laughs> and I'm on another podcast called Brew Dog News Podcast. Yeah, you're but, not helping um, us here. No, I'm not. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, I'm really excited about my tree. So if you if you buy um, a share, all all existing Equity for Punk shareholders are getting a tree in the Brew Dog Forest, um, and all new ones will get a tree in the brew dog forest as well yes. and they're going to tell you where that tree is and you're going to get it in the um the three words app that gives you it gives you an exact yes. position with three words and that will be using the app you can find your actual tree i'm very excited yes. very excited about my tree <laughs> the brew dog forest is quite great actually <laughs> it's quite it. it's quite interesting i mean i was going to yeah. highlight this in a minute after we sort of went through this beer but basically yeah. they've committed that by 2022 uh they will have a million trees planted in the brew dog forest uh that's so basically i don't know if that's going to be including or excluding all the shareholders i imagine it's including all the shareholders getting a tree in their name and also that new old ipa which we'll cover in a totally separate episode uh the old ipa that's come out both audi and brewdog have both committed to planting one tree in the brewdog forest for every single case that's sold so that's one case is sold two trees planted so it's quite a they're really pushing the brewdog forest they're really pushing to restore sort of the the carbon you know the the positive carbon effects in there yeah. so uh, and it's going to be biodiverse they're yes. going to put different different types of yeah. trees in i mean yeah, i think through exciting. all my research love brew dog or hate brew dog they are you the more i dig into what it is again i can highlight this all quickly after we go through the beer um but the more i did the research into it the more i was like even if you don't like brew dog you have to hand it to they're them that they stuff regardless of what it's for, again yeah. regardless of what it's for you can claim james is doing it for whatever reason you want to claim it for <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day he's doing it and he is paving the way for other people to follow that lead and to do it as well and it's kind of challenging other breweries i think to yeah. do it as well uh so i think it's quite a good thing and it's going to really put the challenge to other people regardless of why they're doing it i don't care because it's going to result in a better environment for us yeah. so um yeah so let's get into the uh my name is hello my name is gail hello, so gail. they brewed this in celebration of their brewery turning completely wind powered for their brewing process so all the electricity required to brew their beers as of the 13th of july is now powered completely by wind turbines so well at, at elon i believe it is but um it's quite quite interesting because i'm i'm not sure if anybody else I, I know brooklyn brewery in new york they do a bit of wind powered stuff for their brewing as well uh but i thought it was quite interesting that they've decided to go completely wind power yeah. so that's why they've made this beer and um i think it's got a, quite a nice color to it and it's been sitting there it's for nice. a minute and the head there's still a little bit of head yeah on it. i've got a little bit of head on it it's not it hasn't got a massive head but uh yeah a little bit of a it is to describe it to our bit. listeners it is lightly hazed yellow yes i can st- i can just about see my fingers through it so it's not very very hazy um it's got a low white bubbly head nice tropical hop aroma as soon as you open that can you get that lovely tropical hop aroma yeah it's a nice it's that's a nice it's really nice actually drinking ipa like it's fruity 
it's very not sessionable. a lot of yeah not a lot of bitterness in there there's got there's a little bit in there to balance the sweetness from that trop from those tropical notes but that's you could drink a few of them yeah that's barbecue beer we're in the wrong season for barbecue beer yeah um, nice. oh, a sunday think... dinner beer that's what i call those i have one of these while i'm cooking the sunday dinner yes that's exactly what this is and to be <laughs> fair i think it's it's very yeah I, all i can say is just it's very sessionable because yeah. i think that i could easily i'm very surprised mind. helen wanted to yeah. trade it <laughs> you're thank you me. for giving us these helen and not drinking them six percent doesn't taste six percent no it tastes like if i had to guess if you asked me what i just drank yeah. i'd say maybe like a four yeah or 4.2 i know that sounds like really oddly specific but like 4.2 <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> does not taste like a six at all um which is really interesting i mean it's in a i think also because it's in the 330 mil can instead yeah. of like the standard for 40 mil you kind of just think oh it's gonna be a light sessionable you know crush a crushable beer yeah you know but it's um six percent is quite interesting that yeah that's totally really made with wind energy yeah so that is brilliant it, they describe the themselves as basically six percent hazy ipa that's both juicy and delicious and i yep. would agree it's juicy i agree and with it's that. delicious yeah, so I agree with that very nice hmm. so yeah i mean as far as just a quick run through of the other initiatives that Brewdog has done while we're continuing to enjoy this uh basically we covered the Brewdog Forest already. We sort of covered the recycling of cans, but the one other thing that they've done with the recycling of the cans is they've made the Trash Can Punk, which is Punk IPA that's made, it's basically canned in a can made out of the recycled cans. Now, doesn't necessarily mean that's cans that have been crushed down, that have been given back to Brewdog and Brewdog then go and do whatever they do with it. What it is, is, you know, they might have had a whole bunch of cans that were mislabeled or the label came out wrong, or there's just minor imperfections to which they wouldn't have put that out into the market for whatever reason. What they've done is they've effectively relabeled that, they've reused that, and that's now their trash can punk. Uh, and they're continually looking at better more practical more efficient ways to package their beers so i mean like i said already they've done the the uh, can holders the recyclable can holders so it'll be quite interesting to see what they do next in that space honestly um they're finding you might like this one because i know you like your uh, overworks beers yeah so they are also constantly trying to find ways to upcycle with food Yep. So what's really interesting is at the moment, they're using the fruit that's rejected from their partner supermarkets and they're using those for their Overworks Cosmic series that they do. And um, they use that as the fruit that they use for the Overworks beers. And I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, no I, I think that. that's relatively new that they've started doing um, that. They put it out a while back on their socials. Like, but I mean, raspberry cosmic raspberry is delicious like yeah and they yeah just using leftover raspberries in that is just brilliant it's it's very um yeah it nobody wants to buy ugly fruit but nobody knows i don't get that i don't get that i don't get this ugly fruit and wonky veg thing like it's a vegetable it's a like just i think it's straight. i had a really straight carrot the other day and i thought it was a bit weird <laughs> this is weird i think it's i've been straight. buying i've been buying um I think I've just been buying like because we've got a we've got I'm in I'm in Kent I've got farm shops around me I pick stuff up at the farm shops like I buy the wonky veg like it's not it's just veg <laughs> you know and then yes the other day I had a really straight carrot and I was like oh 
it's a bit strange i think it totally has to do with the whole <laughs> you eat and drink with your eyes so mm. i think it's the, the the thought that people look at a beer or they you know and it doesn't look nice they won't drink yeah, it that's you know true. you look at a fruit it doesn't look nice you don't want to buy that doesn't package you want to get the one that looks the nicest i don't personally care no, no, it i think me. it's it, if it saves us from wasting a load of fruit yeah. and veg absolutely no yeah, they've done that. And also what I thought you might find interesting, um, given we're going to talk about the toast beer in a minute, is they also have been using the uh, discarded bread. There's rejected bread, basically, to replace 15 percent. It's very, very specific percentage, 15 mm. percent of their grain bill for their indie, which is their pale ale. So I thought that was quite, quite interesting. I've had indie quite a few times, didn't realize they ever used re- rejected bread yeah. for that. Um, I don't think they really market it or they didn't use to market it that heavily. It's only from doing this research that I found out yeah. about that. Well, there's a bit of a question because they said that they were going to produce a beer called Mega, which stands for Make Earth Great Again. Um, and that was supposed to be a <laughs> that was supposed to be a, a beer brewed with with bread. Um, but then they brought out sliced ice with toast. So we don't know whether sliced ice is actually Mega <laughs> Or we're gonna have mega, or, we, or we're gonna have mega as well. So keep an eye out for that because that might well be another one on maybe its way. Maybe I just want to hold on to that because I think that name is brilliant. so. Maybe great. I bet that's gonna come out in November. <laughs> if it if it doesn't, <laughs> for obvious it's reasons, a, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. But we are not a political. This episode is not about politics no. in here, so we're no. not touching that one. But it will <laughs> be funny. And I. And I do want to see that. Um, so outside of that, what, what I also thought was really good is, uh, I don't know if you've seen it as part of the plans that they released, but they want to replace their fossil fuel trucks with electric ones. Yep. But not only do they want to do that, they want to take it a step further. And the partnering companies that that distribute their beer for, I, I don't know if it's ones that are distributing on their behalf or ones that are part of the partners they're distributing to but they want to actually help replace their trucks with electric ones as well it's uh, a massive plan it's brilliant it, and it's huge. massive still found that people had negative things to say yeah. about that huge plan and i was like it, it it's such whether or not they can realistically do it in the time frame they yeah, say i think that's the thing different story but the yeah. fact that they want to do it and that is their end goal in general to yeah. me is just absolutely brilliant so um we all obviously know that they're sort of a global brewery so they've got multiple different breweries and you kind of think oh they're obviously brewing in those countries because they want to just get a stronghold in the countries well actually that's part of well that might be part of it to say we want the stronghold and have our locations everywhere uh they're highlighting it as the reason they do that is not only to get the freshest beers out there to their consumers as soon as possible because the sooner they get it to you the fresher it is and and they want you to drink the freshest beer possible but also because actually something i didn't think about they want to minimize the carbon footprint from actually traveling that beer actually moving from point a to point b so if think about it for people listening uh you brew a beer at elon in scotland they have to then say okay it's going to the it's going to tokyo because we know that they've got some bars that have opened up in tokyo we need to get it to our brew dog bar in tokyo from here it's about a 12 13 hour flight uh so they're gonna have to put it on a plane put it on a boat put it put it somewhere cargo send it to tokyo if everything is brewed here uh think of how much unnecessary footprint that is than to just you know open up a brewery closer to you you're saving a little bit of that 
fossil fuel that's being used to transport it. So that's one reason they've they've highlighted as why they've done that. And in addition to that, to their Columbus brewery in the US, they have planned on, if they've not already started, uh, a hop farm Mm -hmm. so that they can basically locally source the hops. It's less travel and it's more of like a local utilization that's there. And I know that at their Scotland uh, location, they've basically started sourcing a high volume of the grains for the beer that they brew there from within just short a short few miles from the brewery so again that's cutting out unnecessary traveling that has to happen um but the last one that i'll highlight because i know this is getting very fact heavy but the last one i'll highlight which is probably my favorite is it's they've submitted planning permissions for their anaerobic digestion project so what that is which is quite interesting is it will allow them to turn their wastewater into clean water which is a very big deal for probably obvious reasons but beyond that, it will also allow them to create green, gla- green gas, sorry, uh, organic fertilizer, and it will allow them to create food-grade CO2. That food-grade CO2 will allow them, it catches the CO2 before it goes out into the atmosphere, which is what's quite bad. Uh, it will capture that during the fermentation process, and it will allow them to use that to then carbonate their own beers. And I thought that was very... It's um, really good, yeah. There's a lot of breweries I've seen that do that, that do natural carbonation of their own beers. But I thought that was quite an interesting way to do it. You capture that CO2 and put it back into your carbonation process. So planning permission for that is the hiccup at the minute, I believe. Yes, they've submitted the planning permission. It's going through the planning permission. But I thought it was very interesting. It's really interesting. Um, I... I need them to build a bar in Kent to offset my carbon footprint for keep having to go so far to find a bar. Get on that, James. I've them. told you already. <laughs> get me a bar tweet in at Kent. Him. <laughs> get, get on LinkedIn. I've told him get, in person. To on... <laughs> I have told him in person. I interviewed him at what? Christmas. I was like, when are you opening a bar in Kent? And he laughed at me. Rude. He's been like, <laughs> it's not a joke, James. Yeah, I was like, this it's is not, not a joke. joke. <laughs> it's about my carbon footprint as an, as claim... an equity for punk shareholder. Well, you got to help my carbon footprint. Build they my bar again, please. That in thirty, you know, they, they're giving themselves twenty-four months to be completely carbon negative. I mean, you should quote that. You should say, no, no. "I expect in twenty-four <laughs> months' time, you should have a where's my bar <laughs> near me, and then that's less of a carbon Still footprint." Still not on the new bar list. Very nice. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Brewdog have done such a good job, and yeah. basically, this is going to lead us on to our next beer because they like to get their fingers in a whole bunch of pies, and I think everyone knows that. I mean, the whole Aldi debacle that we'll talk about <laughs> another time. That's, that's a whole fingers in all the pies. Yeah, um, they've obviously they collab with a lot of people, and the one person they've collabed with is going to be our next beer. Do you want to introduce us? Yes. To our next so beer? we have Sliced Heist, which is Brewdog with Toast, who are a B Corp, as we said earlier, uh, yes. and they use recycled bread in their products. Uh, they did, um, which I never managed to get hold of, and I'm really upset about. They did a um, one with crumpets. What? Yeah, and I couldn't manage to get one because you had to buy a whole case of it. See, if we had been now, we'd have just bought one and divided it up between us because that's, that's what we do now. We just buy each other beers all the time. Um, <laughs> that's it. We'd have just shared it out. But, um, yeah, they, they made one with with crumpets, with Warburton's crumpets, and I'm really sad I didn't get the crumpet beer. Maybe they'll rebrew it. Toast, they do. please rebrew your crumpet beer. <laughs> this is um, a Hell's Lager. 
Um, and it is 4.2%. It's a bit more what we expected. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I expect. You, you know, it's really funny. It's, it's when I said by the size of the can. When I said four point two for the hello, my name is Gail. Yeah. That was not. That was a absolute. Just what popped into my mind. It, I didn't actually even think about the fact that this was four point two. But yeah, uh, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. What we do now is just buy a bunch of beers and divvy them up because <laughs> the amount of people that know my. I guess queue of shame of all the beers that I have that I just buy and then they go sort of in the queue that snakes around to my yep. fridge and I drink them all. I have to then say, well, hang on a minute. It's not just beers for me. I have to also buy podcast and beers. So it's not fair. Don't shame me. Don't judge no, me. No. <laughs> I have to do it. It's a burden I bear for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are drinking these beers for you, listeners. For so, you. you know, someone's got to do it. It's a dirty job. <laughs> <laughs> and I do it because I feel it's my obligation. Yeah, it's so. our it's our civic duty that we drink these beers and tell you about them. Exactly. That's that's what my husband thinks. That's exactly that's what, what I tell him our husbands <laughs> anyway. No, no, love. That box that's podcast beers. I do tell him I do tell him, sorry, I had to order that for the podcast and he gives me slightly less of it. He's probably gonna he does actually listen to some of these, so yeah. maybe he will skip this one. But this one was they are for the podcast, I promise. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, I didn't know about the Warburton's crumpet yes. one. I know that. I'm so sad I didn't get the Warburton's crumpet <sighs> one. Really I love hope Warburton's crumpet. I do as well. I've tried it with peanut butter. Life changing. Really? <laughs> I didn't not. like it with peanut butter. Ooh. Nutella. Yeah, Nutella. Run. Have you not had Nutella on a crumpet? Girl, I've Nutella never tried it. What about eggy crumpets? Eggy crumpets. <sighs> That's also for anybody listening in the US. French oh, toast. Oh, sorry. French toast. <laughs> but they're not sweet. So you, you dip no. them in the egg. There's no sugar in it. Dip it in the egg. And then you have, yeah, fry those off. Delicious. But there's um, nothing to say you couldn't put I mean, you could make them. I mean, you totally could. You could make them sweet if you wanted. I do uh, I do them eggy crumpets with bacon or like thick cut ham. Yes. I'm going to need to, I'm going to try that now. Thank you. You've given me an um, idea. Americans don't know what crumpets are though, do they? Well... My parents do because I introduced it to them uh, and they right. were like, these are amazing. It's, it's really difficult to explain what a crumpet it's like, is. Okay. If you think of like the shape of it, this is going so off track, but is it easy? We're talking about crumpets. If you look at the shape of it, it's the shape of, I'm going to talk in American speak. Yeah, please. Because I have yeah. real trouble explaining what one is to an American. So, so basically, if you look at the shape of it, you want to picture sort of like an English muffin. Yeah. So I know that you, the reason yeah, I that's how I've explained it. I was like, you just it's like... go, a muffin. <laughs> But it's an English muffin for Americans, um, except instead of it being sort of crusty on the outside, uh, it's more of like, it's a softer, squishier, spongier, I guess. Yeah, and it's... But it's not spongy, but it's sort of, if you were to look at it... Yeah, and it's not honeycomb, but imagine it being, it's like a dough that's bubbly, like a honeycomb, but it's not sweet. Um, And you toast it. Now, you can get crumpets in America... There is a crumpet shop in Seattle. So fly to Seattle, get some Go crumpets. Go to Seattle. It's near Pike Place. There is the crumpet shop. Oh, um, it's Google delicious. it. Or, go- or Google it. <laughs> or Google it. You can't eat it if you Google it, though. No. <laughs> Unless you make your own. Paul Hollywood's recipe. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think I'd fail. I'd just fail. They're I really need- hard Helen. to make. Helen, really I'll be a donor. Helen, I Can bet you make she'll some be crumpets. Make some crumpets. I bet Helen will be amazing Thanks. at it. I've not been able to make a a crumpet that I'm happy with. 
I've I tried bet she will be times. amazing at it. I'm going to ask it. her after this to please make some <gasps> crumpets. Make and then beer bread pump, uh, crumpets <sighs> with okay. the with this one. Anyway. It's, re- it's relevant because because toast. It's relevant because, because toast. toast. It's totally relevant. It's totally I'm relevant. getting big ideas. That's why I've got to cut it off because I'm, I'm getting big ideas and I need to just stop it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna convince right. Helen to make a beer and uh, to yeah. make an Instagram for her baking, and yes. that will be one of the things she puts on it, and then you people can see it, and it will be amazing. Yeah. But basically, I didn't know about that crumpet one that Toast did. Yep. I you know they do their four main ones, which is a lager, a pale ale, an American pale ale, and their session IPA. So, I mean, that's the whole gimmick is the beer they make. They make with these this unused bread. Uh, so they're sort of just recycling it or upcycling it, however you want to call it. Um, just to give you, before we start smelling it and drinking it and everything else, uh, the stats that they've given on their website, I've gotten this directly off their website, so you can go on and see it for yourself. We'll put it in the show notes for you if you want to get anything else about any of these breweries. Yep. Uh, so they've basically said um, that they reduce what they're doing is effectively reducing the demand for land water and energy as well as avoiding the excess emissions that it that it takes to basically make any of the ingredients that that this is replacing pretty much um they have claimed that they've saved at present as of today when i've looked um one million nine hundred fifty-seven thousand and forty-two slices of bread i like that they put it in bread slice terms um (laughs) Yeah, they've they've got they've saved forty two tons on CO two emissions, hundred and seventy one thousand eight hundred and forty eight M two land, which I imagine is uh, agriculture specific land. I imagine that's what M two yeah. means. I didn't I didn't necessarily look into that if I'm if I'm completely honest. Uh, and two hundred and fifty two thousand and forty three liters of water that it would take to obviously grow what it is they needed to grow um so yeah we'll we'll post that in the show notes so you can kind of see it all itself they also do a fair amount of donating of their profits but again we're going to cover that in a separate we'll, we'll probably talk about a separate charity episode um and that's something that they do so we won't get too much into that um but yeah i think for me and i don't know how you feel uh, a bit of a divisive statement to make but i think for me the best part about this that you could argue is that not only are they doing such good things in terms of sustainability, but they are also available in supermarkets. Yeah. So I think the fact that you can go down, I know they're available in co-op um, and I've seen them in Tesco's. Yeah, in Tesco. And I've seen them in Waitrose and, and, and all that. So I think the fact that you can go down to a supermarket and get that as part of your weekly shop. Yeah. I'm, I'm not suggesting that you don't shop at Indies or anything else. Please don't misquote me on that. But the fact that you can just get this as a fridge filler and not take an extra trip to go get it. You're not, you know, you're, you're helping them with their mission of sustainability by getting it so easily with your groceries, with your other things. So I think yeah. that's quite good. I don't know your thoughts on that. Yeah. You can, the fact that you can pick up a sustainable beer, like, you know, and they've, they've been doing this for years. Like they were doing this before Brewdog started even talking about this. So that beer has been on the shelf. You could have been buying that, a sustainable beer when you do your food shop, you know, to fill your I've, fridge. Um I've got one right here. Yep, this is what the that's a session, that's what the session looks like. And I got it reduced to ninety nine P. Yeah, if you catch them when they're reduced like when they're trying to get rid of them. Um yeah, Double you can bonus. get it. You can get a nice, nice fridge filler and you can feel good because you're offsetting your carbon footprint at the same time. Brilliant. Yeah. And when you get it for 99p, that's even more money to spend Bargain. at the Indies. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so you save, save the big the money. money. Yeah. And that is for your fridge fillers. 
but it also because it's in its craft and having that craft in the supermarket means that that's your gateway people drink that and then they go to the indies and and get the you know and then they go oh that i bought that beer that's made with bread i'll go to seven brothers and buy their one that's made with cereal like that's that's your carry on then that's how we how we get more people buying independent beer 100 percent. yeah agree um i like it's very clear looking it's crystal clear even in my carling yellow gold every time i see it in the carling glass like i'm really sorry i thought it was gonna be a lot funnier for me and now it's just embarrassing a nice creamy white head it's got that nice um it's got the nice noble hops spiciness Um, yeah and i was gonna say it kind of I'm getting, I, I am getting the breadiness to it. It's, yeah, there's a lot of, I, I multi, really like it's it. It's a multi-breadiness. It's multi and breading. And I normally am not a massive fan of Hell's Lager because they tend to go hop heavy and it's quite bitter. Whereas this one yeah. is sweet. And, and I think they've gone bready with it specifically because it's got bread in it. Just to give you that, that feel. Deliver what really, it is. I really, I really like it. I bought a four pack. <laughs> one that I sent I think, you and I've got the other two and I'm I'm actually really happy I've got more of this because I will drink more of it it's really lovely I think we need to have like a counter as well at some point in the future for how many times between the two of us we both go I don't really like lager I don't really like but... lager but crispy boys but I really like this but I really like this there's your crispy boy in your glass right there I sent you that um, beer from this. I think it was like the American, I think it was an American brewery that made one that was like written in Japanese. That was like a crispy, crispy aboyaru or something like that. And I was like, oh my God, this is genius. I need to have that in my life. Um, it wouldn't be an episode of us if we didn't. If we didn't talk about crispy boys. It's true. <laughs> That's the t-shirt. We've nailed it. Um, but yeah, I, I really, again, this is lovely i don't really like lagers but (laughs) this is like this yeah i think it's um really refreshing please you get the i like that the name is sliced heist it it makes me smile the name i like the even come down to the colors they pick to go together i really it gives me a nice fall vibe yeah autumn colors yeah toasty colors unintentional nail match um (laughs) and i love that I just yeah I like the name and I I like the the gimmick and it delivers I think on what the gimmick is of of bread based it yeah. gets that bread based taste to it for sure oh the can says it's supposed to be lemon notes I'm not really getting lemon notes I'm not getting lemon really at all no and it's I more actually I wouldn't want lemon no I, I really like either. the spiciness from the hops and the breadiness it, from the malts maybe you can help me like describe this so yeah help me work through this so yep. kind of what I got on my first taste was almost kind of similar to like a, a similar taste that you get with something like root beer uh-huh. and I can't I don't know what it is I don't know what that ingredient is that has that same type of taste and maybe it's just the way the malt comes through I'm not sure but I think you know, it's probably the hops in this so because it's got it'll have noble hops in it does it say on the can what kind of hops it is it says spicy hops so spicy. That'll be because it's because it's a Hell's Lager. They will have used. Doesn't say what ones. It's going to be something like um, Halatel or Saz or something like that. It's going to be one of the one of the some of the German and Czech hops, um, and they give off spicy, herbaly, sometimes perfumey and floral 
notes those are the kind of things that you're looking for in a hell's lager and that what you're getting from there is a good hit of spiciness from those german or czech hops i like that it says your daily bread (laughs) (laughs) it's a sliced heist your daily bread Um, clever that is quite like like it a lot yeah two for two two for two that i'm uh i'm definitely feeling yeah right and then that brings us on to our final one which is uh, the <clears throat> Seven Brothers Castaway IPA. So do you want to do the honours of explaining what this one is? It's my personal favourite of the three, but I'll mention the three in a minute. Let us know about this one. Yeah, so Seven Brothers have done um, a collaboration with Kellogg's and they produced, it was supposed to be a one-off and I think they were so good that they've just carried on brewing them. Um, they do an IPA with cornflakes uh, which is this one they do a pale ale with rice krispies yes right and then yes, they do um uh sling it out stout which is with cocoa pops yes correct to it so they basically just i'm assuming that therefore the kellogg's factory is in yes. Manchester. so basically yeah so, th- so that's effectively what it is well yeah well done. <laughs> effectively what it is is um they're manchester based kellogg's is manchester based um Kellogg's basically have cereal that they discard uh it's cereal that is nothing wrong with the taste nothing wrong per se with it I mean like you and me would look at it and go oh it's just a it's cereal cereal but for whatever reason it doesn't make the grade to go into the cereal box now I would I absolutely loathe having the job of having to pick through all the individual imagine having to go through Rice Krispies and going this one looks off that's out uh, oh not quite the right color there's got to be, be a machine yeah. that does that surely like scans like, it or something i like to think that there's just the person that just, stands just, there just like people sat on a sat on a compare back going, nope, <laughs> yeah. nope, yes. nope, nope. that's that's what i envision and i'm sticking with that i don't <laughs> okay that's, that's what i'm going with um so you know being the picker outer and uh all those then get sent well i don't know all of them but they get sent over effectively to seven brothers who fun facts about seven brothers because you know i like my fun facts yep. uh, they are the, the brewery was started by seven brothers so literally seven brothers started this and they have a sister distillery that is called sisters uh with one of the letters being a four because they've got four sisters and it's oh, four wow. sisters that do gin they do gin distilling oh, uh, i didn't know and, that yep and i think about it and go that is quite a big family yeah that's a massive family <laughs> 11 children yeah that's that's brilliant though because between you can you imagine you know you've got that's you a know, football you team do a distillery <laughs> and then your brothers all make beer like you must have the most epic parties yeah. when everyone gets involved like it's great um so I thought that was a bit interesting to highlight but yeah. uh yeah so they they use this uh they they upcycle this cereal into their as you said there's there's three of them I, I don't know if it started as one and went to three if I'm honest no I, I know think that- they did all I think they did all three together because I remember when it came out I didn't manage to get them and then I managed to find a set because they sold them as a set um and uh yeah then they I think they just because it was so popular they carried on doing it because it was supposed to be just a special collaboration one-off I think and then they just carried on doing it because it's just 
It's really good. Really good for the environment. Yeah, and, really good beer. And it's 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 local. You know, you've got this big local collaboration <laughs> macro cereal company. Because right. I feel like I've got to talk about things in terms of macro and indie. <laughs> you've got your macro cereal company, <laughs> and they're supporting their local independent yeah. brewery. And I think it's quite a good uh, copacetic relationship. It's quite yeah. it, it, it's good. Um, it's good for both parties really because they get rid of the cereal they don't want, and the brewery gets free things to to brew with yeah and it's it's quite an interesting approach that i'm not sure i've seen too many other places having this type of relationship in terms of cereal um so yeah from the website what i've what i've taken and again will be in the show notes for you to look as well uh they have the cornflakes in this one which is the throwaway ipa are used to replace the wheat grain in the beer mix Mm. through the mashing process and then for both of the uh it's the cast off pale ale and the sling it out stout for the rice krispies and the cast off pale ale and the cocoa pops and the sling it out stout both effectively replace the malted barley in the brewing process that's a lot as well i've had all three I have made notes, but the procrastinator in me hasn't actually typed up the piece that I was going to write on all three of them yet. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I will get to that uh, and I will type it up. Basically me trying all three of them saying what they taste like, not that anyone necessarily cares, but me, but I did it for fun. Uh, and I will say that this throw it out, the throwaway IPA, that one is my favorite out of all three of them, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, they all of them are, are fairly good and it's quite a good way to support that relationship yeah. i think between people reusing things that are otherwise going to be thrown out and wasted so let us i think i like the stout best but we all know i liked I'm, the stout we all know i like the stout it was a bit thin i liked the stout what i'll say about okay what i'll say preview yeah. <laughs> i'll give you the short version so that no one actually has to read what i write um i found that this is the one that had most cereal taste to it when i tried all three back to back so in terms of meeting what it sets out it doesn't necessarily set out to capture that taste of cereal but this is the one that you can definitely see the relationship in the most out of all three of them um the pale ale it was fine it just it wasn't to me it wasn't like the most mind-blowingly good pale that i've had um I've had some really cracking beers from Seven Brothers, so I don't think it's anything to do with yeah. it not being a good beer. No, they do it's really that. good beer. All, like, all three breweries today do really good beer. Really good beer, yeah. I did like the stout. My thing was it wasn't chocolatey enough for me, mm. so it didn't really get cocoa pops in it. It didn't really get chocolate, per se. It was just a nice stout, which there's a lot of nice stouts out there. It just didn't have that extra above and beyond yeah. that made me go, oh, very chocolate. This is definitely... I see what they are going with this. So that's why it kind of, it was good. It just wasn't my personal favorite. But then I also don't, you like stouts probably. Yeah, I see I'm a stout fan, so I will like it now. Totally biased when it comes to stouts. (laughs) So yeah, it's got fairly decent head on mine. Um, Yeah, it's got a nice head on it. A little bit hazy, like the Gale. Same sort of color as well, actually. I'd say it's a bit, bit I'd say the Gale was a bit more hazy, I think than this only mildly um because i think this is slightly clearer but it still has that haze to it um but yeah it's the nice golden color i can see the little carbonation bubbles going up yeah it's got um it's got a nice citrusy hop aroma to it yeah which i would expect from an ipa yeah and it just has to me it has that cereal element in the lingering taste to it yeah 
Um, so I do get like when someone says this is a beer made from cereal, I get it. Like I don't, I don't go, oh really? Like I wouldn't be taken aback yeah. and gone, oh my god, really? That's that's really surprising. I find that no, actually, I believe that fully because I think the lingering taste is those cornflakes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's not. There's not a huge amount of bitterness, which is good. There's a bit in there, balances it out. It's nice and citrusy, and then there's that nice kind of roasted no it's not even roasted it's like no. so like a cornflake like you get that kind of toastiness from a cornflake but not it's not as toasty it's just that kind of nice no, it's like a toasted grain i think yeah. it's like that toasted yeah because it's not it's not as toasty as as bready and toasty as as the oh. lager is but yeah it's got it's got that like you're chewing on some cornflakes without any milk yeah I think it's a different kind of, to- like when we mm. say toasted, it's kind of a different kind of toasted than what we mean yeah. when it talks about like maltiness. This is toasted as in kind of like, like you're expecting a crunch yeah. almost from it because yeah. I find that this does really have a cornflake taste to it. Yes. Um, and what I found with the other two was they were good, but they didn't. It's not like you drank it and went, this tastes like Rice Krispies or this yeah. tastes like Cocoa Pops. It's <laughs> like, this tastes like cornflakes. You can get the taste from it. And um I quite like it. I find this is it's nice. It's, it's easy drinking, but it's a bit more full than the pale ale is. Yeah. Um, and I like a bit more hoppiness to it and a bit more yeah. fullness kind of in my flavour. So to me, this is definitely one that I enjoy sipping on a bit more because there's more to it. This but one's five very... percent as well. <laughs> to be fair, I, d- I forgot all about the fact it was five percent. Again, it's just all three of these. I think are yeah. They're really easy it's quite drinking. Easy drinkers. Nice Saturday yeah. afternoon beer. Exactly. Like you said, you're you're making dinner and you're like, let me yeah, you know just have a nice simple. Let me beer. try this. Yeah. Yeah. They're tasty. And not like I love a complex beer, but sometimes you just want a beer that you haven't got to really think about and it's just nice. Well that's all it. these are just they're just nice. Yeah, and I mean, I encourage people like check out other stuff that Seven Brothers has because yeah. they do a lot of other really, really good stuff. I've just got there. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, this is not the first. Well, this is the first time that they've sort of collaborated with a bigger macro company because <laughs> I like explaining it as macro now. Um, but they've also, excuse me, they've also recently done their collaboration with Chicago Town Pizza. And I got a free voucher for pizza hey. because I was one of the first 100 people to order their collaboration beer. It was called Show Me the Honey. Um, they've got a honeycomb beer. What I'm not sure about is how different the honeycomb beer is to Show Me the Honey. They've made this beer effectively to go with a spicy pizza that Chicago Town have just released. And it's supposed to be this nice honey tasting sweetness in the beer to complement the spicy pepperoni pizza so i've got both i'm going to try them both together give it a go i do pizza friday every friday they (laughs) they launched it in honor of um national pizza and beer day which was that was that last week yeah that was last friday yeah not not this past friday Friday, but we're recording yeah the date we're recording of not the past friday but the friday before that and um, i didn't get a chance to have it because i wasn't at home to have it (sighs) Uh, but <laughs> I'm very excited to have it in future because uh, I'm interested to see on what it tastes like because Seven Brothers do some quite interesting ones. They did a watermelon wheat, which mm, was that's nice. nice. Yeah, their marshmallow beer is nice as well. Very nice summer beer. I've not had the marshmallow mm, one. So nice. I'll have to try that at some point. But so yeah, that's that's kind of all three nice. of the breweries. Um, the other one that I found that I, I wanted to mention 
basically in the process of doing the research was a brewery that I really want to try called Good Things Brew Co. Mm. I've never had anything from them, but when I was doing my research, they don't appear to be a B Corp brewery, which I'm surprised because they are what they refer to as a full closed loop sustainable brewery. So they do everything from like the brewing to the packaging in a very environmentally sustainable way. Um, I'll let people do their own research on that. I won't say too much about it. I just wanted to give them a shout out because what I did see about them was quite interesting. Uh, And then there's this other whole subtopic, which we might have to dive deeper into called cuckoo brewing. Um, a cuckoo, a cuckoo, cuckoo brewery, brewing. which yeah. yeah which effectively and you can fill in the blanks here is effectively my understanding is they basically share somebody else's brewing space they they go to another brewery say can I borrow your kit and brew my beer here and it's not a collaboration it's quite literally just I'm gonna brew my beer can you be my host brewery and they'll brew out of that brewery I know left-handed giant I believe started that way from what I saw in my research um and then there's another brewery called uh, Anchor, Anchor Steam, I think. I'm just looking up, I've, I've written it, Anchor House Brewery. That's what it is, Anchor House Brewery. They're a very vegan, environmentally friendly. Um, I know some people think vegan's a dirty word, but it's, you know, a lot of beer is vegan. Yeah. <laughs> um, as long as it doesn't have, you know, lactose in it and that kind of stuff. It's and most beers. glass. Yeah, uh, most of it is, uh, a lot of it you find nowadays is vegan. So you've yeah. got... They are very conscious, vegan, environmentally friendly cuckoo brewery. Um, That's how they started up. I think they started up last year, if I recall correctly. Uh, And then you've got Team Toxic, I believe, are a cuckoo brewery as well. Mothership, which is an all-women-owned brewery. They they do cuckoo brewing as well. I think they go to a place in Brighton, actually. I think I read. I love Mothership. I love Mothership as well. Their brought was so good. Nobody like there's a lot of people that are doing brat ales. They're really difficult to get hold of their beers though. I know. It makes me sad. They do really good beers. They do do really good beers. Yeah. I'm very sad. But the whole thing about that cuckoo brewing is it's good because it is more environmentally friendly because it's one less brewery that is taking up space, producing, you know, what it's producing, the excess that it's producing. Um, so that's why it, I was mentioning it on this time, because it is effectively environmentally friendly. And that's why Anger House Brewery decided to take this approach was because of the fact that it is more environmentally friendly to do so. Um, I know that there's also breweries who basically use their unspent grains to, you know, feed animals or for planting. I know Elusive, my local that we have talked about uh, in another episode, which will be coming out. uh, They basically give their unspent grain to a local charity in Berkshire called Freely Fruity UK. And they use that for composting to grow their fruits and veg for vulnerable people in the local community. And I think you mentioned, I'll let you talk about this, Old Dairy. um, Old Dairy uh in kent they use so that i mean they started in an old dairy shed so they send their spent grains to a dairy farmer in the area and canterbury brewers at the foundry it, which is the only brew pub within the can within the city walls of canterbury they give their spent grain to a dairy farmer in the area as well um and their farmer has said that the cows prefer it when they've brewed a porter or a stout 
because uh, they prefer those grains. And I love they that. Can, so this is my favorite thing that they said. They say put this on their on their social media a couple of weeks ago. Um, so when they get the bags out, when the the farmer gets the bags out with the grains in, the cows can smell the porter and stout leftover grain, and they do a little dance because it's their favorite one. <laughs> I love that so much. Cows dancing because they get to have the porter and stout spent grain. I mean, I do a little dance when there's a porter and stout as well, so I totally get it. I was just going to say, like, uh, beyond the beer aspect of it, that's my favourite thing because I do a little dance when I get food I like. So happy, yeah, because they get they get the grains that they like. Isn't that cool? as I said, I'm in Whitby <laughs> and there's this one place in Whitby that I absolutely love. It's so difficult here to get Mexican food in the UK. Like if you're a UK yeah. listener and you <laughs> like Mexican food, you'll yeah. know how difficult it is to not go to one of like the two chain restaurants right. or like three chain restaurants yeah. where you can get Mexican food. There's this really nice one in Whitby. If you're ever there, it's called Al Taco. I had it last night and it is amazing. I and I couldn't get through to them. I thought they weren't open. I thought they shut because of COVID and I was oh, like, no. <laughs> I was distraught. And then the lady there was so nice. I messaged them on Facebook. She messaged me back and was like, call this number, which I think was like her personal mobile. <laughs> um, took my order. And as we were walking down, it's an eight minute walk from where we're staying. I was literally like, <laughs> I was a, so happy. I was happy doing a nice dance. little like jig, a happiness <laughs> jig. So I relate to those cows because when there's good food or good drinks, I am like, happy dance yep. like I yep. love it so that is adorable <laughs> I want to see that I know I want to see the cows doing their little happy dance because they're getting the quarter and stout spent grain so, <laughs> so yeah those are those are another one I thought was worth mentioning and then the last few that I'll just again we'll leave it up to you to go on their website and do the the research yourself but basically I found Duration who we've obviously talked about on the Oktoberfest they do sustainable they they use aspects of sustainability in their brewing Utopian Brewery use aspects of it Purity Brewery and Freedom Brewery are amongst I'm sure many many others that use the sustainable process Another one that I really like, and you're not, sorry, UK people, you're not going to be able to get beers from this, and it makes me really sad. Um, Alaskan Brewery, obviously they're in Alaska. They're like, you know, place of ridiculous beauty. (laughs) And, you know, um, their brewery, they've literally got a glacier out the back, which is where they get their water from. Just a glacier out the back. That's where they get their water from. But they they do what they call beer-powered beer. Uh, So if you go on the Alaskan Brewing website there's more information about it but they they recycle their co2 um and they have a malt press and so when they're finished with the malt they've got this press that squeezes all of the water out of it and then they can use the malt as fuel um and then the water they can reuse the water so they they've saved like i think the first year that they use this press they saved like a million tons of water or something or a million tons of fuel because of it so they do some amazing things as well go on their website exact numbers are on there because I think I'm yeah. confused <laughs> I was like I'm keeping it in the UK and you've yeah. just taken it worldwide yeah so you've just worldwide there's worldwide. there are so many places that are really like I just love Alaskan so I'm gonna you did like a <laughs> prestige worldwide approach where you're just like yeah Alaska yeah yeah um but yeah I mean I'm sure there's so many more that you sustainable approaches to their brewing uh, uh, those are just the ones I've highlighted in my research just because they were the ones that arguably shouted about it the most for me to be able to do the research on it Um, and I had to cut the list short because I was literally like I'm actually finding so much good stuff 
and I don't have nearly enough time to outline yeah. it all <laughs> for us. We don't have nearly enough time on the podcast yeah. to be able to talk about it. So um, check them all out. That's my takeaway from it. I guess the final question I'll ask you that you can answer is, do you think these breweries should be, do you think they have an obligation to pave the way for a, a better ecological future and to create this kind of change? I suppose we all do. We've all got an obligation. Like, this is the planet that we live on. Like, we're gradually just destroying it. Like, keep denying climate change as much as you like. But, you know... Still going to happen. You can see it. It's (laughs) happening. It is happening. The ice caps are melting. Like, and, oh, maybe it's not going to happen in our lifetimes. But what about everybody else's? Like, and the fact that I think that the the companies that we enjoy beer from are taking these strides is really important. And it just... It's, it can only be a good thing however you can do it to lessen your carbon footprint you know recycle and use sustainable means to do whatever you're doing in life like it's got to be a good thing yeah no I completely agree with that 100% I think it's you know if you can do it why not do it yeah, it's why not, not? <laughs> It's not not to get, you know, preachy. I mean, you look at it, it's it's the fact you've got like so many more severe storms. Yeah, it's just getting worse and worse. And, and the thing is, if you can take even just small baby steps yeah. and you think of the yeah. knock on impact for me, Brewdog, think of the knock on impact of what's yeah. going to happen by something as small as transporting a shorter distance, something as simple as that has such a big knock on impact on everything else. It's like, why not if you can? Yeah. And I, and I think, yeah, the macros are doing it because they've got the money to spend on it. And some of these breweries yeah. are, you know, Brewdog are investing in it to do that. So, yeah, some of, some of the little breweries might not be able to do as much because it will cost too much for them. But there are small things that everybody can do to support the environment. And we should all be finding those ways to do it. Yeah, that's it. Even if you're not taking massive leaps because yeah. you can't financially do it, do yeah. the baby steps you can do because every tiny little bit counts, really. Yeah. What's your favourite out of all of them today? What's your favourite um, brunch? I really like sliced heist, actually. I really like that, and I'm surprised because um, it's a lager. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I can pick my favourite. I no, like all of them. They're all really good. Instead, like, I'll pick my favourite sustainable approach is the yep. anaerobic digestion yes, project. There you go. I can't pick a favourite beer, but I'll pick a favourite process. There we go. <laughs> Brilliant. So, yeah, I think that's uh, that's all we have, isn't it? Yeah. All so um, if you've got any other uh, breweries that you uh, know have sustainable practices or are doing their bit for the environment, you can email us at lovebeerlearning at gmail.com. Let us know about those. We'd love to hear about them and try and get hold of some of their beers. Um, you can find me if you want to talk to me about anything. Tell me. To stop promoting brew dog on everything um, <laughs> on a, i am a woman's brew on facebook and instagram and my beer school love beer learning is at love beer learning on facebook instagram and we're on twitter now as well God, we're everywhere uh, it's love beer learning <laughs> on youtube and the website is lovebeerlearning.co.uk and where can they find you tori 
Yeah, so they can find me on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism. And yeah, they can let me know how much they miss you being the one that's leading the episode because I talked. <laughs> no, I feel like totally I talked. Your, this was your show. So much, so much. And I think they're going to absolutely hate it. And they're going to be like, please let Joanne come back and lead, lead the show. You no, are leading brilliant. us astray. But yeah, basically, let us know if you've got any other suggestions and let us know what your favorite of all the approaches to sustainability is. What your favorite of the three we've had is or if you've got any ideas of how you think breweries in the future can take more sustainable approaches let us know because i think it'd be interesting to see what yeah. other people think people and breweries can be doing yeah so brilliant that's, um, that's my thought <laughs> don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening to us so you can get the latest episodes um and thanks for listening cheers cheers <laughs> <laughs>